know what's fun? A little doll cursing. So say it, this movie. If you like that, then this series is yeah, for you. The series is for you. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college, in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as, as the, the final, final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking each movie down one by one, speaking out over all the ghastly minutiae, and ultimately illuminating the path to survival. It's time for the podcast. Let's do the thing we're here for. Hi, everybody. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Julia. And I'm Marion. This is episode 29. Uh, in which we will be discussing 1988's Child's Play. The title of this episode, This is the End, Friend. Oh, it is. It is. And this begins the whole thing of Chucky. Chucky. Yeah. So the tagline for this film is, Chucky is one mean SOB. I'm sad they couldn't say son of the bitch. In the tagline? It just says SOB. Right. But I'm. I wish. But you're sad that they. I'm sad say, they couldn't. Yeah. Because I'm sure Tom Holland would been was fighting for that. And they yeah. Were like, That's sure. not going to happen. And he was like, "Come on." Yeah. I mean, well, Chucky definitely is one for the profanity. So he you know, is. Yeah. He likes it. You know, it's fun. A little doll cursing. So say it. This movie. If you like that, then this series is yeah. for you. This series is for you. Um. So this series also features um another character whose name ends in Y. Andy. Andy. That's um, true. Which keeps coming up again. Little again boy. Again. Yep. Little boy. Um, so we have like a little six-year-old is like our final boy. He's great. Yeah. Um, but again, little six-year-old, not often, not often seen. Um, well, you get like The Shining. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I guess so. But yeah, but it's kind of Danny. Yeah. See? Ends with why. Ends with why. Every time. All the time. Um, but, uh, but it's not common. You know, most of the time it does tend to be adults or teenagers. So like a six-year-old is, you know, that's a thing. Uh, so this, this movie had a budget of $9 million, which mm-hmm. is a pretty high budget for 1988. And so, and this is directed by Tom Holland, yes. right? And, but who's the, who wrote it? Don Mancini. Don Mancini. Who has and- been living off of this cash cow. <laughs> Since 1988. Ever since, yeah. It hasn't stopped. Yeah, yeah, because there's, I mean, I don't even know how many of these there are. He just did the new one, The Cult of Chucky. It's the same guy. That's the last one, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. How would you feel about that Chucky since 88? I think you got to embrace it. You know, I think if you're like, I found my thing and these people are really responding to this thing, Mm -hmm. you got to do that thing. Do you or could you go like John Carpenter style, which is like, look, I did a Halloween. I showed up. You're welcome, everybody. And then like took off to go do a bunch of other different kind of scary things. Well, I mean, that's what Tom Holland did because Mm -hmm. um, uh, Tom, you know, only did the first one. Mm -hmm. And he knew they asked him, you know, they so it was a budget of nine million and made 33 million. So they were like, we need to sequel immediately. Yeah. And he said no. Yeah. Because like I'm not interested in that mm-hmm. one. I'm interested in the, the origin story. That's I what I'm interested that, in. And he that... didn't do Fright Night too. Like right. he's not into the yeah. sequel thing. So that makes props sense. to Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. No, but there'll I be know. lots of that in this episode because I love Tom Holland. <laughs> this is when your bias is gonna start. I can't help through. it. He's like the nicest guy in the world. Um, is this the first movie that he did after Fright Night? Because yes. Fright Night's eighty five, right? Uh it is eighty five. Okay. Uh, yeah, I want to say it is. Okay. But then I'm feeling like maybe my movie geek brain is, is our producer okay. says, yeah. is, is Child's Play the is next Child one? Child's Play the next one, his director. director. We're using the internet. I know. Our, our, our producer's using the internet. <laughs> so we're losing movie geek points that I can't I can't be 100% <laughs> sure. Right. Are- I know. <laughs> I think it's one right after, but I could be wrong. But I think, I think it's interesting that, you know, Chris Sarandon is also the star of that film, and he is also kind of like our leading male for this one. And boy, does Tom Holland like putting Chris Sarandon in 
chunky sweaters. Sweaters. Yeah. So many sweaters. That guy can wear a sweater like nobody. And a turtleneck. Who yeah. looks good in a turtleneck? Yeah. Nobody. Chris yeah. Sarandon. That, yeah, that is true. Or maybe Chris Sarandon just is really into sweaters. Maybe he is. He looks good in them. He's going to tweet us and be like, no. Oh, Fatal Beauty was... Okay, so so Tom Holland did Interesting. Fright Night, Fatal Beauty with Whoopi Goldberg. And then, see, yeah. I w- I've never, I'm sad to say I've never heard or seen of that movie. Sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. Um, but anyway, Child's Play. Yes. So um, this movie is a strange movie. I have, not quite sure how I feel about this. Great, well, let's talk about it. Yeah, because, I, so the, the movie begins kind of fairly straightforward. Um, I think the movie begins way awesome because the movie begins with a chase sequence. Right. And you have the credit sequence over the chase scene. Oh, afterward. Oh, oh, oh. I In the very saying. beginning, yeah, yeah, you yeah. get Chris okay. Randon, who's a de- who's a detective, Mike right. Morris, who is chasing after Brad Dourif. Super Chicago detective. Hey, I'm hey, Chicago. Chicago. I don't know if that's a Chicago accent. Um, who's so, chasing after Chicago. Brad Dourif, who is uh, Charles Lee Ray, who is a killer. Which is like the like the most hilarious amal- hilarious amalgam of like of who it's is Lee it? Harvey Oswald. Yep. Who else? Yeah. Um. Uh, who shot Martin Luther King? James Earl James Ray. James Earl Ray and Charles Manson. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, it's the most serial killer, serial killer name. There has like, to be three names. We've learned this I from know, serial killers. I know, but picking those three names. Yeah, it's like, great. Movie, but it's, subtle. I think it's great. You start out with a chase sequence, which is which is great. And then you're just like, we're just going to do credits over this incredibly tense tra- chase sequence yeah. through a toy store. Yeah. Love looking at the old 80s toys. That made yeah. me very happy. And he's chasing uh, Brad Dourif, uh, right. who's, play, who's played this character, um, who just uh, just is creepy incarnate. That, I mean, that's his That's, that's his your shtick. bag. I know. And I love that Brad Dourif only has Crank to 11. That's all Brad Dourif has. He's only, and I like that about him. I'm sad we don't get more of his f- screen time. I wish there were I more agree. of him in this film. Uh, but we, uh, so he's being chased through this toy store, uh, and his partner, Eddie mm-hmm. Caputo has left him in the lurch. <laughs> it's just like those partnery names. And they just say it so name. many times in this film. Take, sh- take a shot every time they say Eddie Caputo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's being chased to a toy store. Uh, a shot is bleeding, is dying, uh, knocks over a big rack of good guys, dolls. Right. And, and then is like, you know what? I'm dying and I don't want to die. So you know what I'm going to do? Uh, I think I'm going to uh, start chanting some voodoo Haitian whoops, nonsense that oh, like I Marian, just made knocking up. Knocking over your books I again. Uh, that I just made up, I think, right now. Oh, no. He didn't make it up. So this is... Uh, <laughs> no, she's giving me... I wish you could see this look that she's giving me because this look this oh, look no. is amazing. Explain this I can, part to I me. can tell that Marion's um, going to have some problems with Child's Play. <laughs> um, he's So he's chanting it in Haitian Creole, apparently. Um, I looked up the translation, you know, because you can find that online. Uh-huh. Uh, so he is, he is, he's apparently worshipping Dambala. That is the name of the god he's worshiping. Mm-hmm. So to the, the, the Chicago Strangler worships yeah. the Haitian Creole god. Hey, it's always handy to right. have that in the back pocket in case you need to have your soul transferred into a doll. Right. Uh, so he says, uh, to the mighty Dambala, give me the power, I beg of you, to the mercy of my soul, to the point of my death, hear me out from my condemned voice. That's what he says. Right. Just so you know. Yep. Uh, so this, it, <laughs> she's not buying any of it. <laughs> Come on, where's your suspension of disbelief? This is a voodoo transfer your soul into a doll chant. In and the I first like five that, like, minutes, that of your is movie. the whole point of this. Like I understand that the point of this movie is little doll trying to kill you, and so we got to get there somehow. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think okay. Here's the before we kind of even like we'll fully get into it. I think my problem. This has nothing to do with with Tom Holland at all. Is I don't feel that Chucky is particularly frightening, mm-hmm. and I think it's because the choice to make 
Brad Dourif serial killer into the body of Chucky and that creates a killer doll because his serial killer is kind of like Freddy Krueger in the later nightmare films where it's like the one-liners and it's all kind of glib and whatever. It just makes him, I don't find that version of Freddy Krueger frightening. Right. I find the Freddy Krueger that doesn't talk, that is in shadows, that is, you know, just basically evil, but not like, ah, 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 you know, like much more frightening. And Chucky is never that. Like Chucky is only the glib one-liners and the, you know... But you have I mean, to hearing a doll say "bitch" is very shocking, and but you, know. you don't get to that till like halfway through the film, which is I think you know the the sequels. I can't speak for if we're mm-hmm. talking about 1988's Child Play. You really don't know for the first half of the film if Andy's making it up because you never hear Chucky talk. You never see it. You know he does his like hidey ho stuff, but you don't. Actually... But you do because you see this. I'm going to put myself in a doll bit at the at the top of the film. Right. So I feel like the top of the film almost like you're right. If it was like, is he making it up? Is he not? Then maybe you wouldn't know. But because they do this like whole, you know, ritual sequence in the beginning, you know precisely what has happened. So you know precisely what is coming later. And I do think it, Chucky, Chucky is much more scary when you don't really see a move. And all of a sudden, things are knocked over. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, what was that? What was, you know? But then when he starts talking and being the serial killer, then it gets... Yeah, if you don't silly. like that, yeah, this... I'm sorry. This I movie's str- I struggle. not for you. I struggle. Um, I will say, though, so I didn't I didn't see this movie as a child. But I, I do remember... Thank God. I do remember it coming out. And I do... <laughs> well, I'd seen Gremlins. You know, it's like, this kind of the same... Yeah, but didn't you have, like, kind of one of these, like, lifestyle... I think I had a Julie doll. Do you remember Julie dolls? Uh-uh. Did she um, talk? She does talk, yeah. And so I... I, and I mean, I know obviously this, that was very controversial about when this movie came out because there were sort of those My Buddy dolls right. and all the kids were like, burn them, burn them all um, after this came out. And I get that. Like, that would be completely terrifying. And that's what I remember is I can remember hearing about this film at mm-hmm. school from people who had seen it. And yeah. just the idea of, you know, as a kid, you'd, I couldn't conceive of that. I couldn't yeah. conceive like my doll is going to come to life and try to kill me. Like right. once you have that conception in your head, now it's terrifying. Right. Now dolls are terrifying. And I think that's where I think this movie succeeds is I think it's a very scary premise. I just particularly don't like the way that they chose to execute it. Okay. Um, and I think it's really more in terms of the conception of like Chucky rather than like anything Tom Holland does, you right. know, because I do think in the beginning, so like he, yeah, the, so he goes into the doll and then um, we're introduced to Catherine Hicks who plays um, um, a young single mother <clears throat> and uh, uh, and her son Andy and Andy really wants a good guy doll more than anything in the world but they're so expensive and he makes her the worst breakfast in bed <laughs> on camera ever it's, it's so gross it's so awful yeah it's pretty funny uh, but it takes place on Andy's birthday yeah and he wants a good guy's doll we see we see a, a brief clip of the good guys animated show right followed by a like live action full-size Chucky, yeah, which I find more terrifying mm-hmm. than the actual Chucky. Yeah, I agree. So if the movie was about full-size bodysuit Chucky, then I think that would be yeah. way scarier. Yeah, because then it's like Barney turning on you. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of upsetting. Have they done, have they done that? Like have, Evil Barney? Like, yeah. Isn't that just Barney? Ayo! Hey! Um, take that, but, Barney. Uh, I don't know. Like I, like big mascot thing coming to life? I have to. Probably. I'm sure someone has. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, Andy gets a tool set for uh, right. for birthday. Very sad. Does want a tool set. Yeah. Wants a good guy's doll. Mm-hmm. Luckily, that bum in the alley behind the department store where she works happens to have one that she can I just know. buy. And I like how she has that friend um, played by uh, Dinah Manoff who's just like, there's a bum. No, she calls him a peddler. a peddler. There's a peddler outside who's selling like clearly this like stolen doll. Let's go buy one for your kid. And she's like, you're right. All I'm right. like, wow, 80s Chicago. That's just how we roll. 
Um, but yeah, so they basically so go. I think a survival guide tip is don't buy dolls from peddlers. Probably not. That's probably, probably like not. mistake number one. That is probably mistake number one. Yeah. Because he's pretty shady. Pretty shady. Um, and then, uh, so she does buy the doll and then she has to work. Catherine Hicks uh, has to stay and work late. Um, uh, shout out to her her very sniffy boss, Criswell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really like his very yeah. uptight boss. I love how bosses in 80s department stores are the worst. Like, like James Spader and Mannequin? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, oh, I know. They're just like, I just love it. It's just like, they're just, or um, or it kind of reminds me of that, uh, the Mater D from Ferris Bueller. Like, just <laughs> the worst. Like Snooty? Snotty. Snotty. Such king of Chicago. Um, <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, Diane Manoff is like, well, I'll, I'll babysit him. Don't worry. Like, I'll take care of him. And he's given the Chucky doll he's very excited or you know he's given a good guy doll yes and each good guy doll has its own name and the doll tells Andy that his name is Chucky right. um and so she's kind of left to uh to babysit and and again I think in these early part of the sequences this is where Tom Holland does a really good job where you know the doll is the same size as the kid the doll is enormous and they're dressed the same which is creepy mm-hmm. um and he's got this very kind of cherubic you know, innocent eyes and the head spins in this like kind of weird way and eyes says move these and... says these kind of cute stuff, which again, my Julie doll is like a little kid, definitely did. Um and uh but then she puts him to bed and uh she keeps hearing like, you know, movement and all these things and in and you know, Andy has said that the doll wants to watch TV to find out what happened to Eddie Caputo, but she's like, No, you and the doll go to bed. And then um they have a sequence where she turns around and you can't quite see the doll but you kind of see like a hand hits her with a hammer in the face and she goes out the window like of like 10th story spectacular slow motion and you're like wow that ended that ended dramatically um and lands on the car and you're like bye best friend a stunt yeah you're like oh okay so this is where this movie's going so then you know poor Catherine hicks comes home and her her uh her friend's dead and the cops think it's her son because they see these little footprints and no one's like the doll it's definitely like oh your adorable six-year-old i think might have just killed your best friend i'm with you movie this is solid yeah this is good stuff you know um and so you definitely get the mom in this have to kind of be the sort of protection role where she's like no my son didn't do it but she also can't really come up with an explanation of how else it happened and um, and so that's when Chris Sarandon kind of comes back into the fold to investigate this friend's murder. And um, that's where they all kind of meet for the first time. I really like uh, Chris Sarandon's partner. He doesn't get much play in this movie. But the mustache? Yeah, I like that, that guy. That guy my favorite line later, though. Oh, they have, like, yeah, they have changed toward the, towards the end of the movie. Okay, we'll get um, there. So, um, so basically, yeah, the next day, they're just going to send the kid off to you know school as usual. Um, and she takes Chucky doll with him. But he and Chucky go on the lamb together and they get on the L. Yeah. <laughs> and they take the L to this terrible part of town where Eddie Caputo's hideout is. And uh, and basically, like, Chucky just, you know, separates himself from Andy and goes inside. And there's a lot of Chucky cam. I love Chucky cam. There's a lot of Chucky cam in this movie, which makes sense, you know, to kind of get him from point A to point B. Because um, I know the doll is sort of a mixture of, like, animatronics and children and like little people yeah. who are all kind of you know put together to kind of make this thing but he turns on the gas in his like crappy little house um and then kind of stalks him around and then when he's firing his massive gun he blows up the entire place but again andy is there again so he's back in the police station right um and that's when andy starts really telling him like no no i left school and got on the l and 
went to this creek. It's a spectacular explosion, though. You is. have to say it is. Yeah, there's two explosions, fantastic explosions it, no, so far sure. in this film. Got you, uh, Can I just uh, insert a survival guide tip here? Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy is looking for Chucky, uh, who has gone into Eddie Caputo's rat hole, and literally rat hole rats everywhere. And Andy hears gunshots and runs, runs towards, towards them. them. I saw that too. Yeah, don't do that, guys. I mean, I understand six year old where you're not probably thinking the way like, that oh, adult would think. Yeah. No, but gunshots, not towards the other way. So now things are looking real bad for Andy. Yeah. So basically at this point, they're like, your son is crazy. And this is, you know, the deal. And um, and this is kind of the beginning, too, where Andy starts telling his mother, no, Chucky says this to me, Chucky. And he has that crazy line he, where he's like... He tells her pretty early on. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I think it's really like. She's like, wait, no, he's not real. This is not a this is not a thing. Like, your doll is a doll. Um, but he has that crazy line where he's like, uh, I forget what the friend's name is. Dynamite's um, name. Ma- Maggie. Yeah. Where it's like, aunt Maggie was a bitch who got what she deserved. And like coming out of like a six year old's mouth, you're like, geez, movie. Like that's really, um, and so, uh, she ends up having to take, uh, the doll home and her son has to be like in a institution kind of overnight. Cause like, well, if you kill two people in two days, you're kind of going to get, mean, Put yeah, away. you kind of think you're crackers. Um, and so then you kind of have the whole sequence of Catherine Hicks figuring out the Chucky deal. She finds the batteries are not in him, so she doesn't Such understand a, how he's been talking. A great reveal. It's a good reveal. That halfway solid. through the movie, you're like, oh, he has no batteries in him. And, and what's talking. happening? What's happening? And... Yeah. And I really do... And this is where... I mean, I, I think Andy really is sort of like our final boy in this, but I think this is where the mom is kind of maybe up there. It's because she has that great sequence where she turns on her gas fireplace right. and she is trying to get the doll to talk to her to say something. And she's like, if you don't talk to me right now, I'm going to throw you in the goddamn fire. And the doll suddenly comes to life. And there's the way that Chucky looks when he's sort of Andy's friend. And then obviously does the design of it very much changes when Charles Lee Ray is really being right. his sort of true self. Um, and the face just contorts to this like sneer that's just pretty scary. It's just no good. Yeah, that's no good. And he starts screaming all this profanity at her. And he calls her a filthy slut. Does yeah, and he bites her with uh-huh. like. And then I was sort of thinking, would that hurt if sort of like little plastic doll bites with his little plastic yeah. doll teeth? Would that I think, hurt? I think that would hurt. I feel like if my Barbie bit me, that wouldn't hurt. Uh, Do you know yeah, what I mean? But but think about like Cabbage Patch Kid. More of that size. I know. If they were like, you know, little like uh, porcelain teeth. I bet it would pinch. The bruise she shows I know, Chris Sarandon later pretty, is yeah. pretty, pretty yeah, brutal. That, that, is, that is pretty brutal. Uh, but Chucky is able to break away and yeah. get out. But that's when she is like, she's in. Mom right. is in. And then very much this becomes a sort of like nobody believes them right. kind of trope that we sort of see a lot in these kind of supernatural horror films. Uh, um, Chucky goes to visit uh, his voodoo buddy. So, um, which is where you get start getting some explanation of this yes. thing that to me otherwise seemed to come out of left field. He he goes into this house. It has very like Candyman esque murals on the wall. I would mm-hmm. say of, of of this Doctor Death figure that he is apparently a student of in some some sort. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um the the one uh, thing that I have a slight problem with with this film okay. uh, is that they. Doctor Death tells him the longer he stays in Chucky's body, the more human he becomes. Yeah, which gets very dodgy at the end of the Which film. is very dodgy. And then, of course, makes all of the sequels completely... Nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish they hadn't gone with that. You know, yeah. they have to, like, shoot him in the heart and it's like because he's turning into human. And, like, I don't really understand how that is. But it, yeah. but basically, the, his, the voodoo guy tells him uh, that he has to transfer his soul now to the first person who he talked to as Chucky, Chucky. Mm-hmm. which is Andy. Andy. Mm-hmm. So he now has to go find Andy and transfer his soul into Andy. But you're going to kill your voodoo buddy on the way out because 
because you're a serial killer. You're a serial killer. That's so what you do. Also that. Don't be friends with serial killers. Yeah, I guess. And also, I think it's sort of in these kind of dynamics where when Chucky starts talking a lot, it just, it reminded me a lot of Freddy Krueger in the later films. Okay. And I just, I felt like he lost his scariness. Well, this is 1988. So we've had quite a few Nightmare on Elm Street movies oh, come yeah. out so far where he's already starting to get goofy. And I think this is highly influenced by that mm-hmm. because I think that that's that idea of sort of like the very chatty <laughs> kind of, you know, killer that has like the one-liners and the whatever. I just felt like Chucky was a lot more scary when it's sort of Izzy, isn't he? Izzy, isn't he? Yeah. And then when it's he's sort of talking, I guess I also have this kind of thing where there's a sequence later where uh, Chris Sarandon's driving in his car and Chucky is behind him and starts strangling him. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just sort of start thinking about kind of the like, like the doll having the strength, you know, because it's like this little doll having the strength to pin a grown man. And I don't know, it's just all these kind of things where you're just sort of like, just give him a swift kick and like, we're done with this thing, you know? Yeah, there is a lot of Chucky being flung across the room because yeah. he is, he is But quite there's small. also a lot of things of Chucky tackling people, Chucky yes. pinning people, Chucky, and it, it's just something about, and you know, I'm, I have to give props to these actors who can struggle with a doll, like, nobody's business and make it convincing but I I guess I just feel like there's there's a silliness to it especially because he's so chatty that I it it loses its fear for me I don't I guess I I understand what you're saying and I think it's a it's valid but I I guess I I kind of lump child's play in a different category for Mm -hmm. me like I don't it doesn't hold up as a, like a, a straight horror film it is there are kind of comedy elements almost where do you consider it more a horror comedy I don't know, but I, no, I don't think so. But I, okay. I think that there's, you know, I think some people like to like those later, like the later mm-hmm. Freddies, like, like the funny one-liners yeah. and like that kind of goofy element to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just a, a matter of preference. And it's like, yeah. you and I would prefer our scary people to be scary. Yeah. Um, Cause that's what I'm here for. Sure. But there is a line because like, you know, I don't like Jason and Michael being completely silent either. You know, I find like the complete silence also not very scary. So I think mm-hmm. there's like, you know, like the Freddy Cougar in the first time around on the street strikes this nice balance where mm-hmm. he doesn't talk often, mm-hmm. but what he says is fucking scary. Yeah. So I think you can make this kind of nice balance of you can talk, but just not too much. Right. But I think also you don't like what you didn't like about sort of the Michael stuff about not talking is because you felt the void of character motivation. And so I feel like if that void was filled and also silence, we're good. I got it. You know what I mean? So I guess for me, it's sort of, obviously there's all the character motivation in the world in this. And so because of that, I don't want the doll to do a lot. I don't want the, I do like that idea a lot of like you come to the room and you see all your stuffed animals looking at you and one of them is alive and you don't know which one. Like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. sign me up. Like yeah. I got it, you know. Um, but yeah, you, I think you're right. It just kind of comes down to like personal preference. So you can't even get into like the silly vibe with it and be like, okay, this is movie is a little bit, you know, because it's a, it's a kind of a silly concept. It, it is. But I think for me, I'm recognizing that I think um, I need to have both in the sense that like American World Open London, I definitely laughed. But the things that were scary were legitimately scary. Like that wolf attack seems incredibly frightening. But then also I love their banter in the beginning. But I think with this movie, it's like you have bits that are like, oh, okay, that's amusing. But then you, I'm not sold on the bits that are meant to be legitimately scary. Once Chucky becomes his full self. Before full self, pretty creepy. But once it fully comes into his own, I'm way less scared. And I don't think that ought to be. Okay, I understand. Yeah, um, I think there, there's, there are uh, the the bit that scared me the most is uh, we have Andy in the institution, yeah, and he sees through the barred windows that Chucky's coming up the stairs for him, yeah. and he starts and screaming. He's so scared that actor, just that like, little boy, like 
It's really good. Yeah, he's that he kills that scene. Like he starts to cry because he's because he barricades he's, himself. Mm-hmm. Then he sits there and cries because he doesn't know what to do and like yeah. no one's coming to save him. And he's six years old, so you can solid. imagine like from that character's point of view, you're six and you know what's happening and no one will be, believe you. Yeah. So um, Chucky gets him out of the room. They have a kind of chase sequence into a uh, operating room where uh, we have Andy with a scalpel. So we have kid with a yeah. scalpel again. Mm-hmm. Um, and the doctor comes in and uh, gets – this is this this death, this – so Chucky puts like an electroshock therapy cap mm-hmm. on the doctor and starts to shock him to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get him like these kind of cutaways where you, Andy's shocked face and then yeah. they're cutting back to him, he's the like doctor. And darker. he's like getting – like his like skin is blistering and burning and turning yeah. black. And then his eyes start to bleed and like his mouth starts to bleed and like yeah. that's fucked. Yeah. So like, but Chucky's not in those shots. Yeah. So it's like what he did was terrifying, but yes. he's not the terrifying bit. Yeah. I, I think that's probably it for me in this movie. Yeah. As I think when you sort of have the full reveal of who he is in his full element in the whatever, I, it's just not the scariest thing in the movie to mm-hmm. me. Um, and maybe also just the doll element I just can't 100% get into for whatever reason. Um, but Andy success, successfully escapes, he easy does. for me to say, mm-hmm. back to his apartment, mm-hmm. his sweet, sweet apartment. And barricades himself in like a good little kid. I'm like, good for you, kid. Where he closes that door, he locks it, he just pushes as many things as a yeah. six-year-old can. I'm like, good and then for gets, you. And gets in the closet. And you think that he's just going to do the like huddle in the closet Laurie Strode kind of thing. Right. But then he's like, okay, what do I got in my closet? I got a baseball bat in my closet. Great. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a weapon. So yeah. these are like smart Final boy tips. Exactly. Just got to look around. What do you got? Okay, bat, baseball bat. Let's make yeah, do with that. Yeah, but don't just sit there and wait because like mm-hmm. even a six-year-old, he's not sitting there waiting. And um, so mom and Chris Sarandon are on the way over. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, Andy has to battle Chucky for a little bit. Yeah, and uh, they do. Ch- Chucky uh, hits Andy with a baseball bat over the head. Yep. Six-year-old kid. And then starts to do like the ceremony again yes. where he's going to like permanently transfer into him. And that's when like Chris Sarandon and Catherine Hicks like, you know, burst in, knock down the door. Um, and you do get a lot of... Uh, Chucky Cam in this kind in all these kind of sequences and um it's also for some reason that when I think sort of like the clouds are coming and it's this sort of like nothing you know kind of thing over skies it always just makes me think of Ghostbusters does it like it's just like dark clouds over New York City and I'm like I always just think I always just feel like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's gonna like stroll in any second that's how you know your spell is working is that when the clouds start rolling in when nothing shows up then yeah that's how you know I like that you know we we have a lot of people getting stabbed in the lower legs in this film because Chucky's so short so that Chris Sarandon gets stabbed I know it's just like how Oh, ow, you're just inconvenient. Jeez, you know. <laughs> stabbing like, my calf. I know. Just but, back off. But stabbing his calf, like, takes him out. It does take him out, like, yeah. he gets hit over the head, but he's, like, out for a while. So then... And then he gives his gun, uh, his, like, super 80s, massive, like, dirty, hairy gun um, to Catherine Hicks, who is an amazing shot in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that doll is pretty little. And from all the way down the hallway, they have this great sequence where he's coming at her and she shoots uh, his head off. She shoots appendages off. She like she's a really good shot. She is. Um, but before then, they do have the moment where um, they throw Chucky into the fire. And the only time I will say I was kind of afraid of Chucky in his full glory is when she throws him into the fire and she covers the fire screen, and he is going to town trying to get out of that screen. Like he's just throwing himself at it and shaking it, and just so violent. And I was like, all right, that's scary. Like berserker Chucky. Yes. Like that's pretty, that's pretty but scary. I, I think most of that has to do with Brad Dourif's voice performance because him screaming, being on fire is about the scariest thing of all time. I know. And then you have him on fire, like 
the, that poor stunt man like out of the fire onto the couch over it, the couch. It so reminded me of uh, Evil Ed's death in Fright Night that I'm like, what is with Tom Holland and these prolonged death sequences where it's like, ah, 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 like the, you just like these vocal acrobatics that these actors have to go through until you're dead. But it just goes on and on and on. He's a fan of that. He's a real fan of that. But fire is not going to stop Chucky. No, it's not. Um, so you can shoot off his head. You can shoot off uh, a leg and an arm and he's still gonna come which again is where that sort of thing that you were saying about uh the voodoo guy saying oh he's becoming more human seems to kind of fall apart because he's he's burned within an inch of his life his head's gone he's lost half his appendages and he still can talk he can still think he can still the voodoo curse is that strong the science of the voodoo curse you have to worship we all need to worship the mighty dumbala because (laughs) apparently the mighty dumbala has some powers yeah, the laws of physics do not apply in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so they finally shoot shoot it to fuck, kill that thing. Um, Chris Randon's partner comes in. Uh-huh. Um, and they're like, and he's like, partner, don't touch it. What's the first thing he does? Don't touch it. He's like, okay, okay. Hey, what's this? Yeah. Like immediately starts touching it, picks up the head and all this kind of stuff. And then, of course, like the arms start attacking him. There's like nine endings to this movie, too, by the way. There's like every, it's like, okay, we're good. Oh, my God, he's back. Okay, let's go. Oh, my God. Like that happens like four times. And the partner is the last time where Chucky's um, detached arm is strangling him and all this kind of stuff. So then finally, Catherine Hicks is like, shoot it, because they've shot it every other place. Shoot it in the heart. And so the little, like, you know, scorched little bit that's (laughs) left gets shot in the heart. And so it's like this, like, what, half of a doll that gets flung against the wall and splatted. And that finally means death. And then that's when my favorite line is said where, um, because Chris Sarandon's been telling his partner, the doll's alive. It's all the doll. It's not the kid. It's the doll. Uh, and Chris Sarandon says to the partner, uh, uh, believe me now. And the partner goes, yeah, but who's going to believe me? That's right. <laughs> like fair play. You can't write that up in your police report. And I love the freeze frame ending of this shot of this movie where you have the Chucky doll in the room. Everybody's leaving the room. You see Andy going out the door just before the door closes. Andy looks back. Doesn't look so sure that Chucky's mm-hmm. dead. And then freeze frame. Freeze frame. Setting it up for every sequel in the universe. I know. Um, and I and it's interesting, too, because I know it's so funny that we were talking about how kind of Freddy started off as this really dark character. And then he becomes kind of like more glib and more whatever. And as far as I can tell, the sort of like chatty Chucky is just a thousandfold in all these sequels. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're for me, but... Um, I'm just surprised that he's become as iconic a horror character as he has. Because, like, wow, we went to uh, Universal Horror Nights yeah. this past October, and you had, like, Leatherface and Jason and Michael and Freddy and Chucky. And I was like, is Chucky up there? Maybe he's Apparently, up there. Yeah. Apparently he's up there. Apparently his mo- movies must make, like, all the money. Yeah. And they're just like, push that guy, push that kid, I love know. that doll. I know. And I, and again, I do think it's a kind of thing where, like, I think the concept of it, for me at least, is just more terrifying than the actual execution in this version of it. And I okay. think it's because the way in which they chose to, like, he's a, this kind of serial killer who's very chatty and this is his okay, deal. Okay, so and- if, he, if, he had been, if it had been a more of, like, a you don't see as much of the doll and he didn't talk as much, do you think you would have liked it better? I think it's like your issue with Michael Myers. I think, like you were saying, if you got Michael's deal a lot more, you'd be more into the, like, style and stalking because you're like, I getcha, I'm there. But it's like because the deal is a little unclear, you're like, "Mm, it's hard to get behind it, you Mm -hmm. know? That's kind of how I feel about it. Well, I think these characters are, have some good, have some good survival 
instincts. Oh, I yeah. Think, you know, you get not only the detective, but you mm-hmm. also get the mom and you get Andy and they all put up really good fights. And also the mom does the thing that we often talk about, which is like she believes the deal pretty quickly. Yeah. Like she's kind of like, mm, no, she doesn't not. believe it until it talks to her, though. Right. But she by herself home alone in her apartment is like, but she forces the issue. Like she's the one who's like, no, something's not right about this. Like, I think it is very instinctual and she like forces the doll to come alive. It doesn't happen to come alive. She doesn't catch it right. by happenstance. Well, she doesn't want it to be her son. For sure. But whatever it is. But then once the de- that's the deal, she's the one that's running around crazy being like, it's the doll. The doll's alive. And Chris Rand's like, listen, lady. You know, he's the one who comes very late to the party. Yeah. You know? And all those things that Andy sees in this film, he's so, he's so messed up. I know. This is, movie is one of those, it's kind of like the uh, Pet Cemetery. We're like, how is this kid not messed up from the, making this movie? Yeah. There is, there's a lot of a doll walking around with a knife. Mm-hmm. A lot of that. Like, how do they get that kid to cry in that scene? Because he looked terrified. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to think about that. I know. But what I do want to think about is gore factor. <laughs> uh, so we have uh, one is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is not enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood and five is run for the barf bag and we give Child's Play a two. Um, and then uh, the movie rating is zero to five chainsaws. One if you're desperate, two barely qualifies as a horror film. Three seen worse, seen better. Four not too shabby and five fantastagorical. And I gave this a three and you did as well. Yeah. Um, Double three. Yeah, I mean, I would say that seeing worse, seen better. As much mm-hmm. as much crap as I'm giving this movie, um, it definitely is. Like, there is some good scares in it. Um, I think this is a good one because it's one of the ones you could like put on in a slumber party, and like mm-hmm. everybody's gonna have fun with it. Yes, you know, it's not something like Texas Chainsaw where it's just gonna like suck the air out of the room. No, you know, it's gonna, like everyone's gonna laugh and be like, oh, haha, the doll, yeah. and this is fun. And- That's true. I think this does kind of fall into the sort of like horror movies where like people can talk over. You don't need to hear every single line. Where I feel like if I like. People were talking in Psycho. Shut your face. You would punch them in Don't, the mouth. This is not a talking movie. No. You need to sit and listen. Alfred um, Hitchcock would himself come back from the grave. I know. Punch them in the mouth. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like Child's Play, you can kind of chat and have a good time, throw popcorn and like mm-hmm. kind of do all those kind of cliches. Sure. Yeah. Um, so next week. Yes. Um, uh, we're going to be discussing uh, John Carpenter again. And this is in a very strange little movie called In the Mouth of Madness from 1994. Everybody's favorite, Sam Neill. I know. That's pretty exciting. Um, who doesn't love Sam Neill? This movie is a strange duck. Yeah, it is. Yeah. John so. Carpenter's into that. I know he is. But there's a lot of things in this movie. I'm like, what the what? So I look forward to talking about that one. I always look forward to talking about horror movies <laughs> with you, man. Ding! Ding! See you next week, guys. Bye! <laughs>